Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, today we're talking about midlife expectations and you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle, with over a million downloads and counting. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor, and I am so glad to be here with you again. So I was watching the remake of Sex in the City recently. It's called And Just Like That. Do you watch it? Something in the show last week inspired me to create this podcast episode because it's a huge thing going on with women in the middle. There was a scene where everyone was at a dinner party and each of them was asked to share one word that captured what they are ready to give up now in midlife. So think about it. At this age, you've been dealing with some stuff for decades. And you may have realized that some of it just isn't cutting it anymore. It's just not serving you at all. So ask yourself, what are you ready to give up? What are you ready to stop focusing on, to stop spinning about, and to stop the drama about? What would it be for you? Only one word. Now, on the TV show, they went around the fancy dinner table one guest at a time It got serious. You could tell everyone was quite reflective and really connecting with their thoughts. The host of the dinner party went last and she said, expectations. So now that I've got your attention, (laughs) before we take a deep dive into this juicy topic of expectations, just quick, I want to make sure you know about a couple new ways to have more fun with what's going on with me in my coaching world. Well, first of all, I have to say, just with me, the air conditioner broke. So what's going on with me right now is I'm not that comfortable. (laughs) I am sweating. I love my house really cold. We were out for the weekend and we came back and it is hot. (laughs) It is hot in the house. So I might be sleeping in the basement tonight. I don't know. But that's not what I wanted to tell you about in this section. I wanted to talk to you about the new ways to have more fun with me in terms of coaching. So the first new thing with the Women in the Middle podcast is the new podcast club, and you are invited. The podcast club is basically a book club experience for the podcast. We're going to be going deeper into the podcast conversation started in a recent episode. You get a Zoom call with me once a month, an easy-to-use podcast go-deeper guide, with thought-provoking questions to help you apply what you're learning on the podcast to your own life, and also some fun surprises along the way, including prizes. You'll also be able to chat with me directly and share your thoughts with me and other like-minded women. So don't waste another minute. It's shockingly affordable. So check it out and sign up at www.susierosenstein.com and click on the Podcast Club button or go directly to susierosenstein.com forward slash podcast hyphen club. I can't wait to get this party started. Here's one more new opportunity. It's about helping you get clear, make some amazing plans and love your life. You have to check out the free happiness and success workshop. Take an easy and amazing first step on your road toward being happier 
by getting clear about what you want. It's as simple and beautifully complex as that. So if you're wanting clarity about how to create an exciting chapter, more balance in your life, a less chaotic entrepreneurial lifestyle, better relationships, more travel, better self-care, or even more fun as an empty nest mom, this workshop's for you. To create the success and fulfillment you're looking for, you have to also create more happiness. It is all related. So let's get busy. So head over to www.createhappinessnow.com and sign up for the next available date. Okay, now let's dive in. Today's episode is all about midlife expectations and you. Now, expectations are quite interesting. They can mean different things at different times for different people. So let's think about this. We have expectations about people. We have expectations about things. We have expectations about events. We have expectations about ourselves. Right now in midlife, you likely have some expectations about your age, for example, what's likely to happen or not happen now that you're older. I even noticed a slight shift in my thinking when I turned 60. It kind of surprised me, actually, but it's good to know. I noticed that I expected to have more aches and pains and reasons to have body parts checked out with the doctor. <laughs> like I said, thoughts are good to know and to be aware of. So, of course, I thought I should look it up and see the actual definition of expectations. Here's what it is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, a belief that someone will or should achieve something, and strong hopes or beliefs that something will happen or that you will get something you want. No real surprise, right? Expectations are beliefs about outcomes. They are what you think will happen. They are what you want to happen and not about what really happens. So as you can see, expectations are strong beliefs. And as you know from being a listener, beliefs are really just a bunch of thoughts and thoughts create your emotions. So that all begs the question, how do expectations help you or slow you down? Do your expectations serve you? Really think about that. How do expectations help you or do they slow you down? And the final analysis, do your expectations serve you? That's really why I wanted to talk to you about this on the podcast. I believe it's important to become more and more aware of this kind of thing. It's common for midlife women to be attached to expectations. When a belief is strong, it can be hard to shake it up. So think about an area in your life where you have some expectations, maybe about people, maybe about things, maybe about both. So here's some examples. Maybe you have expectations about your husband or partner and what should happen on your birthday. Or maybe you have expectations about the reliability of your car or the subway or bus schedule or how your vacation will go or how your university experience will be or how your university experience uh, for your kids will be or what your skin should look like or how long your dog will be in your family or how often you're going to exercise or how much you should weigh or how you will perform at a recital or a competition, a race or a show, or what you expect of yourself in terms of fitness, sleep, income, relationships, and the like, and so on and so on and Scooby-Dooby-Doo. So here's the thing. There can be problems with expectations. Like I said, you can become attached. Expectations can seem like truths, like they're just the way things are, 
and there's no other possible way to think about them. They can also prevent you from seeing reality, and they can create feelings that aren't helpful for you to get what you want. So let's dig in a little bit more. First, let's talk about expectations with people. It's important to understand when you tie your emotions to how you expect other people to behave. This can be thought of as having an invisible manual for how you want people in your world to behave so you can feel better. That's how it works. So it's super common to have thoughts like these. Think about your mom or maybe your mother-in-law. For sure, you have some ideas about what you think she should be doing. Same with your husband or partner. Lots of thoughts. Notice you've probably figured out somewhere along the line in the last few decades that you can't control other people's behavior as much and as nice as that would be sometimes. You just can't. I think you know that. But you can really see that when you think you'll feel better when somebody behaves the way you want them to, that's where you could be making things harder for yourself, right? You can't control their behavior, but if they don't do what you think they should do, you'll likely feel some negative emotion like disappointed or something. So here's a little bit more about that. You can tell if you notice you're thinking that you'll feel happy or loved or respected, for example, when whoever it is does what you want. It's like you're giving your power away because you believe that you can only feel better when someone does something that you have no control over. It really doesn't make sense, but it's so common to think this way. So remember, since your thoughts create your feelings, you can create more positive emotion than you may be aware of. You can feel better on your own, but it sure doesn't feel this way. An example of this might be something uh, like this type of thing. If my friend would just text me back immediately, I would feel respected. If my husband would just empty the dishwasher without being asked, I would feel calm. If my mom would call me on my birthday, I would feel loved. You see what I mean? So it's if this person would do what I think they should do, I will feel some positive emotion. I'll feel better. Now, what do you think? Can you relate to any of this? Who do you have expectations like this for? You can also check out episode 12 way back in the Women in the Middle podcast about how expectations of others are making you suffer. That's what it's called. And there's more information there about this specific type of expectation. There are tons of examples in that episode. The bottom line is that it's important to remember that when you expect someone else to do something so you'll feel better, you're not doing what you can to feel better yourself. That's what giving your power away means in this context. Okay, now let's talk about having expectations with things. These kinds of expectations can also be problematic. <laughs> Here's what I mean. When you have beliefs and expectations about how something should be, it could shift your focus away from being in the present moment and ultimately being happy and appreciating where you are now. Like, let's say you went to a local park for a walk on the most beautiful day. You noticed that you were comparing the park to your favorite park from your childhood. You had really hoped that this new park would be like that familiar park. You had expectations. They distracted you and shifted your focus from where you were not. 
You were totally not in the present moment. Another example is a vacation. Now, this example was loud and clear when I went on that amazing whale-watching extravaganza in Baja in February 2023. Now, I'd been on this trip 30 years before, and that experience that I had back then was unbelievable. It was an up-close and personal gray whale encounter that was so intense emotionally that I just burst into tears and never forgot it. Like I was on this little boat, I was leaning over, and there was a whale looking at me like 12 or 18 inches from my head. We were eye to eye and the whale blinked and I lost my mind. (laughs) Okay, now I knew I wasn't going on this trip again, right? That was 30 years ago. It was the same company. It was a similar location, but it wasn't the same experience, even though it was similar. Now, it didn't guarantee at all that the experience would repeat itself the way it happened in 92. Interestingly, There was one other couple on the trip who had also done it before, Uh, not as long ago as I had, but it was fun. They had done it before and they're back and I had done it before and I was back. But the other 12 guests were new to this experience and some of them had intense expectations of having intense, friendly encounters with the whales. There was a tremendous amount of stress related to this expectation. Like they were so concerned with it, so focused on it and talked about it all the time about how disappointed they would be if it didn't happen. It was so clear how it was negatively affecting their four-day trip. Very, very interesting. I wasn't in that space at all. As an avid whale watcher since 1985, I knew this firsthand. You just can't control whale behavior. (laughs) You can't control people. How are you going to control a 40 or 50 ton whale? It's just so funny. Um, You just can't. So witnessing all of this in real time really confirmed how much having expectations can take you right out of the present moment. Think about a time that this happened with you. I'm sure it won't be that hard to come up with a time or situation where it was difficult or impossible to stay present because of the expectations that you were focusing on. All right, now let's talk about expectations of yourself. Remember, we're looking at the extent to which expectations of yourself are useful or not. So I'm going to read you three quotes to set the stage. The first quote is from Sam Walton, and he says, High expectations are the key to everything. The second quote is from Greg Anderson, and he says, Let us be about setting high standards for life, love, creativity, and wisdom. If our expectations in these areas are low, we are not likely to experience wellness. Setting high standards makes every day and every decade worth looking forward to. And the third quote is from Mary Lou Henner, and she has a different view. She says, being in control of your life and having realistic expectations about your day-to-day challenges are the keys to stress management, which is perhaps the most important ingredient to living a happy, healthy and rewarding life. So those are three very different quotes. I'm curious, what about you? Do you tend to believe in setting realistic expectations or high expectations for yourself? For me, I've seen over and over again that I am way more prone to setting realistic expectations for myself. I've seen this with income goals for sure, fitness goals, eating goals, and the like. And when I witness someone else setting the bar super high, I notice it immediately and witness myself thinking that I could never do that. 
I notice it like when I see, I catch somebody else just doing their thing and talking about their goals and they're shooting for the moon. I, I can't believe it. Like I just really notice that I don't do that. I have to really work on myself to do that. For me, I notice thoughts like these. I don't want to be disappointed. Ooh, it would be embarrassing if I couldn't make it happen. Or I will look stupid if I fail. Something like that. That's the theme. So what we are typically worried about is the gap between high expectations and realistic expectations. So for sure, there's a benefit in getting better at managing your emotions like disappointment. But what about the benefits of getting better at belief in what's possible? What happens for you when you set high expectations? Do you spend enough time thinking about what can really happen? What you can really create? Even if you don't get there, what about the positive stuff that happens for you just by that mindset alone? When you allow yourself to go there in your mind, to practice thinking thoughts that help you imagine the outcome you dare to dream and feel those feelings. Those feelings are the ones that you create from those thoughts. And that is all part of the process. And this process counts. Those are the types of feelings that you need to go after the goal. Most of your actual experience is in this phase, the process phase, moving toward the goal rather than achieving the goal. So let's review. These three high-level types of expectations are something to become more aware of. Expectations of people, expectations of things and events, and expectations of yourself. The more you notice about yourself and your tendencies, the better. Because like all of this mindfulness work, being more intentional is really the key. Now, as I was preparing for this episode, I remembered one time back in high school with my marching band that my tendency to fail in advance to set realistic expectations rather than grand expectations was alive and well. I was on one of the five band buses heading down. Now, if you were in marching band, you know exactly what I'm talking about with the band buses. (laughs) Like I said, we had five of them. Anyway, we were driving down a few states away to national championships in the early 80s, and I distinctly remember saying to my friends on the bus that it wasn't likely that we could win because the schools from the warmer climates would have had more time to practice and prepare. They didn't have the winter between the marching band season and when the competition was. It was in the spring. I actually said that. I like announced it like a proclamation. (laughs) So here I was lowering my expectations and sharing these lowered expectations with others about how we as a band would perform worse than other bands in the competition. By the way, we won that championship (laughs) and it was such a big deal that our band director fainted right on the field. It was pretty amazing experience, I got to say, and very, very memorable. Okay, getting back to a high-level look at what's going on here, there are two final thoughts to consider when it comes to expectations. First, expectations can also be related to gratitude. So think about it. When you are so focused on what you expect, you're less focused on what you're grateful for having now. So what's gratitude? It's when you focus on what's good in your life and are thankful for what you have. Slow down, pause to notice, and appreciate what you have, even basic needs in life, like water, internet, friends, family, maybe air conditioning in my case right now. (laughs) 
it all counts when you think about what you have and what you can really be more grateful about. Now, gratitude really is a powerful emotion. You may know this firsthand. If you don't yet, it's totally worth it to work on it. It helps you refocus on what you have instead of what you don't have. More happiness now instead of later. So just think about how this can play out more in your life. Now, the second thing is staying more present is super important. Tom Sterner, the author of the book, The Practicing Mind, says, quote, your goal is to focus on the process and stay in the present. Then there are no mistakes and no judging. You are just learning and doing. You are executing the activity, observing the outcome, and adjusting yourself and your practice energy to produce the desired result. There are no bad emotions because you're not judging anything. So here's the question. How do you have expectations and stay present? It's possible to have the best worlds, isn't it? Or isn't it? What do you think? Tom Sterner proposes a solution. He says, keep yourself process-oriented, stay in the present moment, make the process the goal, and use the overall goal as a rudder to steer your efforts. And finally, be deliberate, have an intention about what you want to accomplish, and remain aware of that intention. Okay, I just love this. I refer to Tom Sterner in this book, The Practicing Mind, all the time. Make the process the goal and use the overall goal as a rudder to steer your efforts. That's the solution, I think, or at least it's a huge part of it. So like I said, something inspired me this week about expectations, and this is why we're talking about it right now. I've given you lots to think about, and as I mentioned in the intro, I saw something on that show, and just like that, the Sex and the City remake, that totally inspired me to think more about expectations, and I really wanted to talk to you about it. There was a challenge on that episode for a party of dinner guests to name something they wanted to let go of in one word, one by one in their group. The hostess said she wanted to let go of expectations. So I ask you, what expectations do you want to let go of? What are you ready to let go of? In midlife, it's a big deal. You've been thinking about this stuff for a long time, thinking in that kind of a way. You really have to wonder, has it been serving you or not? Has it been serving you or not? So in midlife, what expectations are you ready to let go of? And what expectations serve you just fine? What expectations are working for you? Lots of food for thought here today. As you're pondering all of this good stuff, remember, curiosity and compassion for the win. Please don't be hard on yourself when you're thinking about expectations and you discover that some of them aren't serving you. I've given you lots to think about and ways to move forward, ways to increase your awareness. Just stay curious and be compassionate with yourself and you'll be able to do it. You'll be able to move forward. So that is it for this episode. As you know, this podcast is all about how to love your life again after 50. It's really all about coaching you to be more intentional and to incorporate mindfulness into your life as a regular practice. This is how you put yourself on your agenda. My focus as your midlife coach is to help you get unstuck, clear, and focused on your current values and priorities so that you don't have regrets. I can help you create the success you're looking for. That's why I created the Women in the Middle Academy with you in mind 
It's a warm, supportive, and fun coaching community of like-minded women who grow forward together so you feel great about your roadmap to a more fun, meaningful, and regret-free next chapter. So email me your questions and let's talk about it and see if it's for you. Go ahead and book your free, no-obligation momentum call at www.womeninthemiddleacademy.com. If you want to take the podcast conversation to a whole new level, join the Women in the Middle Podcast Club by heading over to susierosenstein.com and clicking the Podcast Club button. And if you're ready for more happiness and success in your life, head over to www.createhappinessnow.com and sign up for the next workshop. And one more thing, if you're interested in cruising with me in February, the Connection Cruise is waiting for you. Email me at info at and put cruise in the subject line and you'll get an email with the next steps. There are limited spots, so make sure to take action now. And finally, for show notes and links, head over to www.susierosenstein.com and click the podcast tab and look for episode 320. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>